New research demonstrates that grandchildren thrive when grandparents are proactive in supporting and developing a relationship with their grandchildren, and grandparents thrive when they are actively involved in their grandchildren's lives. Does this apply in cultures like Ukraine and in Russia or in the Middle East? What impact does conflict and hostilities and even war have on families? My guest is Dr. Ken Canfield, who has trained fathers in both Russia and Ukraine and visited the Middle East. He's the founder and CEO of Grandkids Matter, founder of the National Center for Fathering. He is a prolific author, a writer, a researcher, and has committed his life to strengthening families and fathers. Welcome. This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ideas in ministry, innovative approaches, and collaborative efforts. I'm your host, Dennis Weens, Vice President for Ministry Partnerships at SAT7 USA. My guest is Dr. Ken Canfield, founder and CEO of Grandkids Matter, also the founder of the National Center for Fathering, a writer. Ken, you've written dozens of books and articles and research papers. You've committed your life to strengthening families and fathers. Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. It's my delight. And for all the fathers, and we'll get into this, family members and grandparents, I want you to know I'm excited about this broadcast because we're going to share some summaries of research I've done over the years and some current events, important information. We were talking earlier about uh, what you're doing for fathers in countries like Poland to help with uh, refugees coming in from Ukraine. I thought that was intriguing, what you're doing for those fathers there in Poland to help in this Ukrainian uh, crisis. So much tragedy, so much hurt in families, in uh, grandparents and children. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing for families there. Glad to. And let me begin. This started in 1997 after Petestroika, the Iron Curtain falling. I went to Moscow and taught in the Moscow School of Psychology. It was interesting to me to see how alcoholism and suicide just maimed Russian males. They were, the life expectancy was down and so forth. And there's a link to uh, the, the lack of attachment of fathers. Uh, Babushka, which is grandmother in Russian, uh, takes over when a woman is pregnant and actually takes that woman away from any father care or nurture. When men don't have the opportunity, like we have here in the West, to build from conception on during the early uh, pre-birth process some attachment, it leaves them wondering, what should they do? And so I remember in a striking way talking about how important it was to bond with your child right at birth. And these Russian men looked at me and said, what, what? They'd never heard of that. And, and what happens in father's hearts, Dennis, and you can see this cross-culturally, when there is attachment and when there is involvement from the time of conception forward, it, it becomes a bonding experience that will go through the life course. Now, fast forward that to Poland. Poland was uh, alive with a desire to keep family at the forefront. They, uh, the Eastern European countries, have a positive birth rate. So I started working in Poland in, in the 2000s, and, and I found the Polish people passionate 
passion about the importance of life. They're so pro-life over there. And and I do believe we need to learn about you as a father, father figure, valuing life, because what that does is it takes care of this, is the future all that secure? Well, it's as secure as families and your commitment as fathers. And and for that, I, I'm, I'm grateful. Now to the current situation. Uh, what do you think about that, Dennis? I was just thinking of all the separation that's taking place in Ukraine now between fathers and this bonding that you've been speaking about. The added level of trauma that maybe most people listening to this podcast haven't even thought of. That's absolutely right. War, crises, pandemics, they cause uh, every family to readjust. Now, this is a situation we came across in the mass migration, the refugees I'm talking about, get out or suffer potential death. Uh, one of the Polish families uh, who had taken in uh, a wife of that's Ukrainian and their three sons uh, called, and I was training some trainers, and this is just recently, and this is the dilemma. Uh, he asked me, you know, I, I have a, a mother here from Ukraine, her two boys, 18 and 16 and five-year-old. Now, this is how the family is, is formed right now. The 18 and 16-year-old had a Russian father. Now, he wasn't in the ro- home, uh, but uh, the five-year-old, his father was Ukrainian. This was the interesting thing. As they were caring for this family, they learned that the Russian father was fighting for the Russians and the Ukrainian father was fighting for the Ukrainians. And so here's three boys trying to figure out, you know, where are my loyalties? What do I need to do to fulfill the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother? And to that end, resiliency is built around uh, what I call consistency, continuity. So I told the host family, make sure the mother of these boys gets full attention and care. And there are simple things that you can do around the dinner table, eating and talking about uh, the 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 displacement right now and how they are doing. So I, I can see that this is torn open in the heart of so many families, stuff that has been you know, accumulating for, who knows, decades, in fact, even beyond. Yeah, and you're doing a lot of research and, and writing on this. They can go to fathering.com. Fathers.com. Fathers.com and get a lot of this research that uh, Ken and others are doing. And you've also moved beyond just fathering uh, to grandkids matter. And that whole next generation, uh, talk to us a, bit, a little bit about grandparenting and what you're doing for grandparents uh, for their grandchildren. Yeah, I'd be delighted to. If you want to know uh, about not only the pandemic, but how fathers respond and what is a healthy response, there's a free PDF. If you go to fathers.com, click on research, go down, you can get a 32-page insight with uh, what I call a small group material, an interactive that will help you. Now, about this grandparenting revolution, Dennis, in North America alone, there's 75 million grandparents. And these grandparents have resources that need direction. They have time and passion. And I think the baby boomers are recognizing that legacy really relates to their investment within their family system. And 
To that end, I can say empirically, if you're a grandparent that are that is invested proactively in the care of your grandchildren. Now, that doesn't mean custodial care, that you're taking them in, because that's a different segment and, and a very trying one if you have to rear your grandchildren. But your maintenance and care, albeit too, the spiritual engagement causes what we call the resiliency factor to grow. And if you have knowledge of your family history, at least three generations, and so that makes you the third generation, what that does during adolescence, those grandchildren have greater self-identity. There's more uh, what's called uh, internalized locus of control, ability to make decisions, and there's a whole host of positive benefits. You can go to grandkidsmatter.org and look at some of the research there, but it's a compelling reminder of Deuteronomy 4.9, not just tell your children of the great things God has done, as we're reminded by Moses, but it's your children's children. So we have an opportunity and a privilege with extended life expectancy to do just that, and that may be the most important thing you can pass on. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, give us some comments, uh, give us a like, and also, if you're enjoying this, I'm sure others that you know would enjoy this conversation on on parenting and grandparenting and grandkids matter and fathering. And so uh, get on these websites. I'm sure that you've read a book that Ken Canfield has written. I was talking to somebody that you were going to visit, and he turned around in his office and pulled about three books off the shelf that you had written. And so um, what are some of the books that you've written? Uh, No, one, seven... uh, Secrets of Fathers? Yes. Uh, think of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective Fathers. Well, my publisher said, oh, let's make them secrets. So what this is is a summary of the research done with those fathers who reared children at least into adulthood because, you know, raising a two- and three-year-old is one thing compared to a teenager. And I studied the behaviors and their attitudes and how they fared and how their kids fared, and I contrasted that to a big sample of what I call normal fathers. And these seven traits surface. I've written on the life course of fathering. I've written on how women, beside every great dad, become really the caretaker. If you're a father listening, just be sure to thank the the mother of your children, because you wouldn't be a father without her, you know, participation. So mothers are vitally important, as we know. And now fathers just stepping in will be difference makers. And then I've written most recently on grandparenting and the value of this three-generational uh, plan that God had in keeping this lineage together. I was reading on your website, new research demonstrates that grandchildren thrive when grandparents are proactive in supporting and developing relationship with their grandchildren, and grandparents thrive when they are actively involved in their grandchildren's life. Talk to us about this word thrive, because it's not just getting along. Thrive is different. Yes. You think of sunlight and water. That causes quick, quick, rapid growth. Then you add the fertilizer of the spirit, and man, things grow. Now, this is the issue. You have set the stage for this growth. Your affection, 
your sharing of life experience, the heritage. Think of your house as a museum. When your grandchildren come over, talk about the artifacts they're in. You're the curator of this museum. There are life stories and lessons that need to be learned. Uh, Also, your example. It's interesting, Dennis, in talking to grandchildren, one of the greatest examples that they leave is you stayed married to grandpa or grandma. And and that that long-lasting marriage, oh, what a gift that can be. Another thing that is vital, and this is a tough one, you have been given the ministry of reconciliation. If you want your family to thrive, get down and get low. Now, I know we're all losing our height. You know, the compression on our vertebrae means we'll lose a half, maybe three-quarters or an inch from when we were... Uh, in our uh, late teens and 20s. But get this, humility wins. And if you go to your children, and many times they are the gateway to your grandchildren, say, look, I tried to be the best dad or mother I could be. And, you know, I, I think I would do some things differently. And they will just say, oh, really? Tell us, dad, or tell us, mom. It gives you a chance to be open in a way that you didn't have that privilege when you were rearing and disciplining those children. And then you say to these children, I want to be the best grandparent that I can possibly be, a cheerleader for you. Tell me what I can do. And what that does is it opens the door of communication that hasn't been there. And for you that are grandparents, you know this is the truth. You know, raising children, it's kind of like the Old Testament. You have to set standards. You have to enforce those standards. It's like bring the law down. This is what we have to do. You know what grandparenting is like? It's the New Testament. It's where grace and truth just flows. And that's why there's so many endorphins and positive things going on neurochemically in our bodies that just says, wow, if I don't know grandchildren, a grandparenting was this good, I'd have grandchildren first. Well, as you know, that can't be. But this is an opportunity to extend our life and do something, what I'd say, meaningful. And for some of you, a new demographic that surfaced is great grandparenting. Do you realize you could live as much as a third of your life as a grandparent? That's right. And there are now studies that say if you have a long life, 15 to 18% of your life, you could be a grandparent, a great grandparent. Now just ponder that for a minute and think about that legacy that you're leaving. Our ministry, Sat7, is a broadcaster in the Middle East, and we do a lot for uh, children, for parents, for mothers. Uh, we have a satellite TV channel in Arabic uh, for children where we allow children to produce programs for children. And of course, a lot of their mothers are watching as well, so they're learning those positive values. And it's amazing. I know you went to the Middle East with us a few years ago, and one uh, memory that comes, we were in a taxi, and uh, you asked the taxi driver, are you married? Do you have a family? And he says, yeah, I have kids. And you says, you must be so proud of your children. And he broke down, and it was this incredible opportunity to witness and talk to him about fathering and what that's all about. Uh, it was great to have you, and you saw firsthand some of the needs, but some of the opportunities of uh, like a ministry like Sat7 is having uh, there in the Middle East as well. You know, what I remember, Dennis, it was just touching when we were in the studios of Sat7 in Istanbul, and I saw dedicated workers working with the best equipment, 
but with very little what I call pay. They were working out of passion, and what they were doing is beaming the message, the love of Jesus, the insights that the Holy Spirit gives every person who dares ask to a, a culture that was hungry. And it was just uh, what I would say, uh, empowering to see how God can use little and magnify it in a great way. I, I've been a supporter of Sat7 just because they go places where you and I can't likely go. And I'm just privileged to be a part of the Sat7 team. Thank you again for joining us, Dr. Ken Canfield. Uh, Give us your websites again for Grandparents Matter, Grandkids Matter, and then Fathering as well. You can go to fathers.com for fathering uh, information from early young fathers to grandfathers. And if you're a grandmother, go to grandkidsmatter.org grandkidsmatter.org, and we've got a host of information and insight. You can sign up. We send out freely tips weekly. So I look forward uh, to seeing my family thrive uh, in the way that I pray your family thrives today, too. Again, thank you for joining us, and I'll put these websites in the notes uh, so that you have easy access and hyperlinks to the resources. And I know the Bible talks not only about grandkids, but the the children's children. Mm -hmm. And so we need to start a movement that impacts not only kids, but the kids' kids. Mm -hmm. So very great and very informative. So thank you for taking time out to join us on this Unconventional Ministry podcast with Sat7. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Mm